with Creating Confident Communication, and we have Candace Noss with us. Candace is a dynamic and passionate speaker and coach for transformation and elevating lives through her business, the mind-body-spirit trifecta. As an expert in cognitive behavioral therapy, along with her 20-plus years working as a physical therapist, Candace brings a wealth of knowledge and real-world experience to every stage, course, and coaching engagement. By addressing the entire human trifecta, the mind, body, and spirit, she provides a powerful, holistic approach to confident, healthy living. Candace liberates and empowers others to genuinely thrive, which ripples into every faucet of life. An elevated life elevates business. Candace clarifies how to elevate performance with a mind firmly aligned, a body purposefully loved, and a spirit powerfully accessed. You are so amazing. I'm so grateful you're here with us today, Candace. Thank you, Talia. I am delighted to be here. I've been looking forward to this with so much anticipation. Thank you for having me. Well, you're so welcome. I just remember the first time we got to meet at the National Speakers Association, I kind of saw you across the room and it was like magnetic. It was, I just thought, I want to know her. <laughs> and I just, I don't know how you felt, but it was just this amazing connection of like, just who is she and what does she speak on? So I've just been so grateful to get to know you. That's absolutely the same. It was like this um, powerful force, like you need to meet each other. There is something between you two that needs to happen. There, This is your soul sisters. There is something connecting you two other than just this moment. <laughs> I totally <laughs> agree. And you know what's really cool is that I think we're both kind of aligned in what we like to teach. And I like to, to speak about weight and our mindset and our bodies and all of those different things as I'm creating confident communication. And I feel, would you just share with us a little bit more about what you do? Because I feel like that's really in alignment. Yes, absolutely. So like you said in my little bio there, my whole purpose is to help people learn how to live with a mind that's firmly aligned, a body that's purposefully loved, and a spirit that's powerfully accessed. And I do that in a, in a multiple variety of different ways. The most, the, the thing that I do the most of is called my body love weight release program. And it's a three month program where I use the goal of, of releasing weight as the framework for learning how to become the boss of your brain, learning how to love and listen to your body, learning how to really access the spirit and understand um, more of who you really are and why you're here. My whole purpose is to help people step into who they really are and step up to their purpose so that they can then go out and and share their gifts with the world. And it's so powerful, the goal of weight loss. It really has the ability to teach people things that you really wouldn't learn any other way because your body makes you be honest. <laughs> you can't You can't sidestep your body. You can't uh, take a shortcut, you you have to be true. And it is powerful to learn universal truths through that framework. Uh, but I also teach a Conquering Confidence course that's a one-on-one -on -one type of a program. I'm doing a Confidence Catalyst course for businesses. And I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have a spiritual series where I teach um, about the spiritual senses and how to receive revelation more powerfully in your life. I have a powerful parenting course 
which then uses parenting as the framework to understand how to live with a mind that's firmly aligned, a body that's purposely loved, a spirit that's powerfully accessed. So it's, it's powerful. And there's, there's so many ways, which I love to share these powerful truths and principles. Well, I just love what you're sharing and and how you're out sharing so many things with people. Tell me like how you got started and felt called to do this. Cause that's one of the things here in creating confident communication. Like when did you realize you wanted to start speaking and sharing and did any of your life experiences lead you here? Oh, Talia, this is a loaded question. <laughs> well, start with one. I think I asked you three and one. What led you yes. to days? Did you have any experiences that helped that made that you wanted to share this with people? Yes. Oh my goodness. This is a true story of where someone's mess became their message. And I, so I was a physical, I have been a physical therapist since 2002. The winter Olympics is the year I graduated from PT school. And I, uh, I thought I would be a physical therapist forever. I had no clue that any of this was on my radar, but after I had my sixth baby, I have six kids. I was finally at a place where I didn't have to work full time anymore. And that was my dream. I just wanted to be home with my babies. I hated leaving them to work all the time. And finally by baby number six, I was able to stay home and I should have been happy. I, we had just moved up to, I live in Hennifer. We had just moved up to Hennifer, built our dream home and everything on the outside looked like it should have been ideal, but I was living in a horrible, horrible place inside my head. I was about 60 pounds overweight. I hated how I looked. I was in a new place in a new town and I felt like a lonely loser and the insecurity I felt about my body, it, it bled into everything. Into a a deep, dark depression. And when my baby turned one years old, it, it really hit, it came to a head. Um, there was a moment when it was my 40th birthday and I really used that fact that I was turning 40 as another reason to beat myself up for not being good enough, for being an idiot, for being so big, for not having anything to show for 40 years on this earth. I mean, I just, if you could hear the way I talk to myself in my brain, I mean, it, I could rip myself to shreds in no time. It was awful. My self-talk was horrendous. And in that, in that moment, my 40th birthday, I was in my room. I remember I was just bawling my head off. And I thought back to a, a quote that I had heard many times before. And it said, when you just can't stand it anymore, try kneeling. So I did. I dropped to my knees and I gave it all to God in that moment. And Talia, I had the most transcendent experience in that moment. It was as if my consciousness lifted outside of my body and I was able to look on as if I was a stranger watching a movie. And the words that were coming out of my mouth as I said this prayer, in this place of divinity, in this transcendent place, I was able to cut through all of those lies and see the truth of what was happening. And I was believing so many freaking lies that were nothing but crap, Mm -hmm. but I was allowing it to to rip me apart. And, you know, the, the enemy, Satan would love nothing more than to destroy us. And I was thinking of destroying myself. And when I saw this and I understood what was happening, it was like, 
Have you ever had one of those ice bucket challenges? <laughs> have you ever done that when you put the ice bucket in your, on your face? Yeah. It was like that. It was like someone dropped a big bucket of ice water on my, on my whole body and it was shook me awake. And I said, no more, no more will I allow the enemy to take over my brain space. No more is this going to be okay in my life. And at that point, I, I covenanted to God. I covenanted to myself that I would never nurture that voice in my head that told me I was a piece of crap. I would never nurture that voice again. And I would, I would from that point on do things differently. And, you know, I'd like to tell you that it was easy after that, but I, I had a long ways to go from getting to where I hate myself. I hate my body. I hate everything about me to I, I freaking love this amazing body and I love who I am and I'm a fire fire hose. I'm a force of nature, right? It takes a long, it takes some, 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 a lot of healing to get there. But what happened after that is I, I found gratitude and gratitude was the bridge that allowed me to, to get to that place of acceptance and then love. And I also found life coaching and cognitive behavioral therapy. So it made no sense, but I became a a life coach and I lost 10, 20, 30, 40 pounds. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And it wasn't even hard once I got my mind straight and loved my body and accessed my spirit. And then after I had lost 40, 50, 60 pounds, I, I could not deny that I was being called to help others like me. Oh my gosh. Yes. I just, now I, I hadn't heard your whole story, but no wonder we're like exactly the in alignment. Thank you for sharing that. And I think with you being real and sharing that so many more people have been through that lowest of low and pain than we realize. I know personally for myself, um, I was thinking back, where was I at 40? <laughs> where was I at 40? Cause I think we're around the same age. At 40 years old, it would have been the fifth time that I had gained almost 80 pounds in my life. And I didn't quite gain as much that time, but I had just delivered my fourth baby at just before I turned 40. And she was this huge surprise. And so I was thinking back of that, of where I was at 40, but so grateful that I I just had a shift. I had all of this amazing tools and things come into my life at about age 33 when my when my third child was born because there's seven year gaps and um and so she was my healthiest baby I felt like my mindset was a little bit better but I still had gained the weight and looking at that my thought work and even with my coaching somehow my brain would tell me you know when I would get pregnant if I would eat that I would be able to help that baby would be okay to be able to be saved because I had so many miscarriages and so I did that cycle, but I realized now I'm done with babies. I don't need food to <laughs> keep me safe. You know, it's it's just amazing how those powerful thoughts and and things can can help us or can make us feel so stuck, and we don't even realize that they have that big of an effect on us. Right, the mind is the battlefield. Truly, um, how many times are we told, you know, hearken to what voice are you hearkening to? And I never really understood that that was my thoughts. I just thought it was, you know, the things that I read or the people that were, that were speaking from pulpits or, you know, I never understood that the mind is the battlefield. 
that's where you win the war is in your mind. And to become the boss of your brain, like our power and our privilege is to choose the thoughts we think and to understand the fact that thoughts aren't facts, right? I just believe that everything in my head was from me, but realizing that I'm not the source of every thought that falls into my head. And it's my power and privilege to choose using my free agency, which thoughts I will nurture and, and develop. That is so key. And once, once you figure that out and understand it, it opens the door. It liberates you to truly decide who you want to be and, and become that. And so with moving forward on this, you probably had to start walking while well, I'm, I'm wondering, you started choosing to walk this journey, to heal the pain, to work on your own brain, to choose to, did I hear you say, you know, go into gratitude for the things that you were, that you did have, that you were blessed with. And that, um, and you know, it's interesting. It was kind of like um, my book's getting ready to launch really shortly. It'll be out before Christmas. But I was talking about like, you know, it's just like thinking of weights how when we lift a heavy weight, we are able, you know, what happens with that muscle is it, it tears and then it rebuilds. It's no different in the brain where we're trying to create these new ruts. It's like creating new muscles in the brain, right? And people probably, and I, for so long, didn't even think, well, I didn't understand that. But the more you speak of gratitude, the more you uh, share, you know, the positive things and the wonderful things that we have, it's almost easier to fall into those natural ruts and, you know, muscles in the brain. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I, I teach a lot. So through cognitive behavioral therapy and everything, I teach a lot about the lower brain and the higher brain and the lower brain. There are three parts of our lower brain. The way I see it, there's the natural man tendencies, which would love to feed you thoughts of deception, distraction, and discouragement. There's the tribal paranoia piece of our lower brain, which tells you, you have to be part of a tribe. So if you're not part of a tribe, then you're going to be left behind and lions and tigers are going to eat you and you're going to be dead. So everybody must like you. And you also have to be the very best or else you're going to lag behind and die. (laughs) And the other, the last part is the extreme survivalism of our lower brain. And that says, seek pleasure, avoid pain and conserve energy. We have our comfortable cave. We need to stay in here. This is how we're going to procreate and continue our species. And that's what we have to do. And our lower brain is default and there's negativity bias in it. And that's just what wants to drive our life on on autopilot. And we actually have to break into those thought patterns and change them in order to access our higher brain because our higher brain is what makes us different than the rest of the animal kingdom. Our higher brain is what lets us be strategic and analytical and lets us have a plan. And that's where we access the spirit is through our higher brain. So it's so powerful to understand that. I mean, it's, it's totally understandable to have the negative thoughts. They're going to be there. There's nothing wrong with you for having negative thoughts. You're just a normal human being, but to understand then that you get to choose into gratitude You get to choose into these higher vibration emotions. And once you continue to do that, it becomes easier to do it. But I like to compare it to wearing your retainer. If you, if you, if you figure out your brain and you get it all so that you're the boss of your brain and you're living every day in these high vibe emotions, you have to be vigilant because just like, have you had braces? Yes. Yes. If you don't wear your retainer, your braces go, your teeth go back to their natural default. And 
all of that work and effort is for nothing. I had to get braces like at 35 years old because (laughs) I lost my retainer and the permanent one, my dentist took it out. Anyway, another story. But every day we have to be vigilant about our thoughts and watching them just like we wear our retainer. We have to really stay focused on, on our brain. I love what you said about the retainer idea, just because my daughter right now has been losing and putting in a retainer. But I'm thinking back of when we don't wear our retainer for a long time, how we have to like shove it in. Like say we haven't lost it, but we have to kind of work it back in. And what happens? We, there's some pain. There's yeah. some, you know, we get pain back and we're trying to shift them back. And it's almost easier if we're consistent, right? 100%. I love this retainer idea because it's almost easier if we're consistent every day wearing it rather than we take a week off or we take two weeks off and then we try to shove that retainer in. We have more pain. <laughs> we don't know if it's going to fit or whatever, or we lose it. But I love that idea of just that consistency of, and, and one thought that popped into my mind was you were talking about accessing that higher brain. Um, do you have any tools for that? Because I did hear you say gratitude, which is good, but what could we give like our guests and anyone on the show today to help them to, well, how do we do that? How do we get to that higher brain level? Yes. So the first thing that I love to coach all of my clients on, and this is like number one is to think about what you're thinking about and eliminate the negative self-talk. And one way, I have a couple of tools to do that that I would love to share with you. The first thing, I love to name my lower brain. So for me, my lower brain is named Cassandra because it sounds kind of like Candace, but it seems like a really mean girl name. (laughs) But still, you know, we still got to love that part of us and understand when it's just trying to keep us safe. So whenever I hear a thought in my in my mind that says, yeah, you're you're not so good at that. She thinks you're dumb. Oh, that person is. It thinks you're a stupid, oh, you'll never be good at that. Then I'm like, Cassandra, take a hike. I don't allow people to talk to me like that. And I'm having this dialogue in my head, but it allows me to take a step back and shut down that lower brain and decide on purpose what I want to think. And it gives, because you would never allow someone to tell you you're a worthless piece of crap, right? Right. Right. So don't allow yourself to, t- to tell you that. Like, no, your thoughts cannot tell you that. So that's the first thing. Name your lower brain. The another thing that I love to do, it's I call it my power tool. In fact, I will offer if you want a free video about how to take your self-talk from crappy to happy. This one simple brain hack is mirror talk. If every single time you see yourself in the mirror, it triggers you to say something kind. You begin to retrain your your brain to feed you things that are good. And there's the universal truth that which you focus on expands. So if every time you see yourself, you're focusing on good things, you're going to start seeing more good things. And there are statistics about how many times we see ourselves in the mirror. Would you like to take a guess? How many times do you think people look at themselves in the mirror a day? I don't know. I, I honestly had a weird number come to mind, like 40. Is that crazy? No, no, that's not crazy. It's like, it's like two to three times every hour. People see themselves, whether it's in their phone screen, whether it's in the bathroom, wherever. So if you, if you can imagine seeing ourselves 15 to 30 times a day, every time we see ourselves, we're triggered to say something kind. This becomes a power tool to rewire our brain, to feed us gratitude, to feed us confidence, to feed us joy, to feed us things that will then build us up instead of destroy us. So self-talk such a powerful hack. 
um, and oh. mirror talk. Well, yeah. you know, it's interesting. I was thinking 40 because like just recently, if I'm in my car and my mirror's down here, I'm looking in the mirror here or I'm on my phone. I mean, 40 probably could add up pretty quick. If you're on a Zoom call and you're seeing yourself and then you're making judgments, what do I look like? But, you know, yes. in today's world, I could see probably easy at least 30, but that number seemed extremely high when I said it out loud. But you know what? I think everyone would love that video if you were willing to. Um, yeah. Is there a way we could put that like in the show notes or something? Yeah, 100%. I will send That'd it to you. Amazing. And um, I just loved what you were sharing because I've never heard anyone name name it because I just like, I often will teach tools on how to the saboteur or whatever the voice, but I love that you named it. Cause I had that funny, <laughs> I had a thought come into my name. Like I was like, Talia, hmm, what about like, um, Talifa or something? <laughs> you know, because yes. I was thinking like something crazy. And then I thought, wait, wasn't there a, a queen Talifa? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, yes. I thought that was a really funny way, a good way to just call it out. Yeah. And distract your brain and almost destroy the thought. Because that's one of the things I like to teach is not only can we distract our thoughts in our brain, but we can we can stop them. We can destroy them so that we can keep going and doing and attempting to move forward. So that that was awesome. Yes. My, one of my clients, my favorite lower brain name that one of my clients has used. I mean, I have a lot. There, so many have come. But one client decided she wanted to name her, her lower brain a nonsense name so that she could really like recognize that it had no power and it was just funny and it was just you know like in Harry Potter where they um where they take the thing that's scary and they make it funny and then it just like goes into the that's what happens when you name your lower brain a funny name so she named her lower brain Jebecca and so every time she'd be like Jebecca <laughs> it was like oh yeah it's nothing and then you know it just turns into a little a little flower that floats away or whatever. You know what? I, I, I really, I think I want to try that tool of just, because oftentimes we hear things all the time, but actually calling it out that way. I've done a lot of different techniques, but I'm really going to try this. I think this, this is a really good thing. So I love that. Well, and, and I think the big thing that we're trying to do is to teach people how to be able to come to a space from where we were going back to feeling that pain, wanting to lock ourselves in, not feeling confident for me, not feeling like I wanted to have connection. It was like closing up. I ate for comfort. What can we give to help people to know that, listen, if you're feeling called to do more, what would you say to the one person, Candace, that we could inspire the one like us, right? And and I'll be thinking of a tool also that I want to share, but what would we? What would you say to the one person that completely feels hopeless in where you were? So, I love the power statement. I am designed for greatness. I love that power statement. In fact, it's what I've what I call my my podcast. I am designed for greatness. It means you have divinity within yourself. It means that of all of the millions and trillions of sequences of DNA that could have made you, you are you for a specific reason. You have been created with talents and gifts and inclinations and aptitudes that you developed before you even came to this earth, right? And you are here for a purpose and for a calling. And that divinity and greatness, it resides in your body. And you are designed to do great things. You have talents and abilities, and also a calling and a mission. 
and knowing I am designed for greatness. I am a child of God. I am a beloved daughter of heavenly parents with a divine nature and an eternal destiny. It is powerful. And no longer are we, I mean, sitting in our own closet crying, that doesn't help the world. And our spirit longs for connection, contribution, and growth. And when we're in a place where we own our divine greatness and we say, no more, no more, Satan, not today. I am not going to listen to that crap. I have made a covenant to stand here and to own my truth and to be someone that can be a light and understanding I am designed for greatness and I'm going to do great things. And I love who I am and I love God and I love my fellow brothers and sisters. That to me embodies what I want to share with the world. Everyone is designed for greatness. You know, that was powerful. And I love that your podcast is called that. I am. Um, I, I was thinking about that and I was like, what could I share today that would be powerful? And I think it's just, I think it's just making a choice and a decision that you want to be something better, that you want to have something greater. It was almost as if that day you were sitting there looking down upon yourself saying, this is miserable. I am, I am not, we almost sometimes want to get to that breaking point that was like, you've had enough, right? This far, no more. No more, because there's nowhere to go than to go up from there and to make a different choice or thought. When things hit rock bottom, you just take a step up, like just start to move slowly. So I think that thought is if you're not happy with where you're at with something today, and I had a hard time trying to think of what this tool was today, but I'm glad my brain was going, is just take a take a baby step forward. Service to me, and that's where you were talking about that contribution with some of those those human needs, is huge. If you are absolutely stuck, find a way to help or serve someone. I still remember this, the day we had done some humanitarian work and I was, I had this free day without kids and everything. And I thought, what can I do to go out and serve today? What can, how can I help? And I don't know if I've told anyone this story. I'm sure I haven't on the podcast, but I, I had these like small little thoughts that kept popping into my head because I was going to go out and do great big service for someone. And the first thought that came to my mind was make a delicious, healthy breakfast for your kids. And I was like, okay, I usually do that. But it was like more with love and let's eat and just all joyful. They're like, mom, this is the best breakfast. And then the next thought, because I was going to get them all out to school and, and, you know, get them out so I could go and do my contribution. And it was like, sit down and read stories and take time to go and, and discover. And, and I thought, wow, I realized that that was my contribution to spend this quality time with my children, to show them love, to, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in all the things that we feel that we need to do for the world and make these changes, but sometimes even within the walls of our home and taking that time is contributing. And, and, and for me, that was my answer to be showing God my own service. And he's like, listen, I don't need you to do anything huge. Just show up and be present and be loving. And so my, my, um, the whole reason <laughs> I, I go around, the whole reason I brought that up is find some way to contribute, even in the smallest way, call someone rather than text them, go take them a handwritten note. Right. right. And, and I love that you said we're designed for greatness because it's those little things that create greatness. Don't you agree? Oh, a hundred percent. 
it's those little things. And if, if you're in a place where you're stuck, truly gratitude is a magnet for miracles. And it truly, if you can start to find gratitude and find the gift in the mess, right? Find the gift in the test, find the shining light, um, at the end of the trial, the gratitude piece is really, really powerful. I started with just my top three. I would just every day I would, I would think of my top three of the day. And then I would get my kids to tell me their top three. And we started to focus on things that we were grateful for. And that gratitude, it is a magnet for miracles. It is what brought the things to me that I needed. Um, and then done wells. At the end of the day, not only what you're grateful for, but what you did well and celebrating those wins and celebrating who you are as a person, celebrating your greatness. Like I woke up today, go me, (laughs) you know, even if that's all you can celebrate, celebrate that because it will lead to more and that which you focus on expands. And it is really hard when you're in a deep, dark depression to get out, but truly gratitude Dunwells, celebrating wins, all of those things are choices that you can make that will pull you out and finding ways to contribute and give service, little tiny ways, just making breakfast for your kids with a heart of love. It's beautiful. Well, thank you for letting me share that. I, that was years and years ago that that happened. And I love the idea of the Dunwells. Like as moms, we, we, we made dinner, we checked it off. We took, even my idea was like, take 15 minutes with each child, you know, and make it count and, and just spend that time with them, however it is. And that's enough, you know? And so I just, I just want to say, I'm so grateful. Candace, you've had so many wonderful things that you've shared with us today. If you guys want to learn more about Candace, we're going to put some things down in the show note and we'll put her website there. And um, she told you her podcast designed for greatness, right? Beautiful. And we just are grateful for you being confident and choosing to come out and connect with people and, and have that great communication that you've developed because of your own trials, your own experiences that have helped you overcome and become even greater. People often can't relate to us if we haven't been through something of difficulty. Like now you're an incredible coach and speaker because of the pain and tribulation, you know? And I look back as that as the gift that you're talking about. Gift, absolutely. So I just want to thank you so much for being here today. And we just love and appreciate you, Candice. So thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. We'll connect. We can't wait to watch that awesome video. Okay, thank you. See you later.